to the Just Go Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Wyatt from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. And I'm TJ Jeskowitz from RAGBRAI. This is the show where we talk about bicycling just for the fun of it. It's going to be tales from all over the nation. Come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. I came for the fun. I got a smile on my face. <laughs> Life's good, Mark. How's it for you? Good. I uh, I got some bike time in this weekend. Um, oh, I got a story with this. This is good. Go for it. <laughs> so, so I needed a pair of sunglasses. Um, I uh, I should probably own stock in sunglass companies because I lose them. I lose them often. Hmm. Okay. And um, so we went to World of Bikes uh, to pick up a, a pair of sunglasses and pull into the parking lot. And in the window, right in front of our car, is this nice uh, pink uh, salsa journeyman or journey person, if you want to have it be mm-hmm. gender, gender mm-hmm. neutral. And uh, it just happened to be in a 54, which was my wife's size. I said, boy, you ought to go test ride that. And uh, one test ride, and she's like, yeah, it's, we just bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Come for the glasses, leave with the bike. Yeah, it's good. good. So uh, I thought I, you were going to buy pink glasses like the Olsen twins that wear, you know, like, uh, no. So you went with the pink salsa. Really yeah, cool. We, we went with the whole pink salsa. Nice. Um, yeah, she loves it. Uh, we we took a couple rides out on this weekend and, and had a blast on it. It really, uh, at least in her mind, handles well, at least it, what she told me. Um, it did get cold, so we had to plan ahead. And she was with Andrea Cohen, who's been on this show before. Sure. Andrea's been doing the tour divide, so Andrea knows both the uh, kind of style and function and uh, pimped out her bike with bags and, and all kinds of stuff, and it looks pretty awesome. So... Mm. Yeah. Mm, Sounds cool. Yeah. I think that was kind of a fun you know, surprise. It wasn't the plan. Wasn't the plan at all. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think she's going to be pretty happy. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Mrs. Wyatt, on a new member of the family. Got to appreciate that. <laughs> we'll have to have to take a look at that, that, that bad boy right there. That's so, right. Very well, cool. And, and she said, you know, maybe it might work out uh, if we get the gravel loop on pre-ride. She just brings that bike out. And shh, 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 shh. <laughs> shh, shh. Don't want to talk about Some things <laughs> oh, are better left unsaid. That's so, right. We don't talk about yeah, those things. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Mark. All right. <laughs> so, uh, hey, another thing that's kind of cool. We've been talking a little bit about the hundreds coming up. And I think we've kind of narrowed it down to January 10th would be a Thursday. That's kind of the target date. So we kind of want to leave that on the calendar. It's probably going to be over in your neck of the woods, Mark. We're not sure exactly the the location of it yet, but why don't we just say January 10th, that's a Thursday. Okay. You know, mark mark that sucker on the calendar, and we're going to figure it out. You know, the parrot and I will come over, and uh, I think you and Murph are kind of in that area, and we'll probably invite some guests. You just mentioned, like, Andrea Cohen. I know we've Ooh. had, you know, a lot of people on this show in the in the past year. I mean, you just think about all the people that we could invite, That and and I know we've had Shammy on the show before. We've had fip the steve martin of um of just go bike um you know any anyone else that has been on the podcast we'll have to make sure we invite them uh for our 100th celebration awesome yeah awesome we'll, i think that's we'll announce 30, we're, 30 yeah, days 
31 uh, it's about 30, 30, yeah, somewhere around there. And okay. um, so we're we're trying to figure out that location. We might have some good news um, with with a certain location. So uh, if that all works out, I think it'll be a great place to have have a, a, a super function. Okay, so we're talking Eastern Iowa, Iowa City. Let's let's just say yeah. Iowa City. Can we say Iowa that? City area? Sure. Okay. Might and they're Ryan. one of they're one of our sponsors. Think Iowa City. So That's why right. why not? It could could be in my office if we have to, but let's find some place that serves some uh, beverages. Yeah, or we can okay. bike bike to one of those places pretty easily. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, got, yeah. I like where you're going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you took the tire off of your bike and like just set it down, you could probably roll a tire to a few <laughs> places from there, couldn't you? Yes, I could. Okay. All right. So we'll find a good location. More information to come as our year winds down. But just be planning. If you want to come join the Just Go Bike crew for a little, you know, just a little R&R, maybe a little bike spin, maybe, you know, just a little fun journey before that route comes out, before the expo and all that. January 10th, it's going to be over in the Iowa City area. Bring your bike, bring your smile, and we're going to just talk about, you know, the fun side of cycling. Sounds good. Sounds cool. good. All right. Um, let's see. Other big news. I'm sure you heard about the demise of Interbike. First reaction from you, Mark. Uh, let the postmortem begin. Uh, so my first reaction was reading all the opinion pieces in in Bicycle Retailer. And there's, there's a hundred different spins on why Interbike uh, may have failed. Or at mm-hmm. least failed in the short term. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I don't think I don't think there's any right answer. I think uh, uh, things change. I mean, the Sears catalog is no longer yeah. no longer printed. Things change. Yeah, Blockbuster uh, used to be great for for your yeah. for your beta tape or or VHS tape, but that that went away. Yeah, and I I think Interbikes just fell victim to that same problem. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, I, I first of all. You know, shout out to my buddy Justin that's been charged with running Interbike last year as he took over in, in the final year of it. Um, you know, there's a, there's a few people out of jobs, which, you know, really hurts right before the holidays to, you know, be, be out there. And so just stay hey, thinking about those folks right there, good people in our industry that, that are – you know, in that in that uncertainty world right now. So, um, you know, just just all, all our best goes to those folks, those fine folks that have been putting on Interbike for the last several years. Um, that being said, you know, kind of kind of mixed emotions. Uh, a lot of great memories of of going out there. I mean, it's definitely evolved in the times that we've been going out there. Uh, and I, I'm I'm going to guess I've probably been going for about a dozen years somewhere in that ballpark. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, the needs have, have certainly changed. The reason why we go out there is, you know, basically to, to network and, you know, we buy a lot of products from, from, from folks. Could we have done that without an interbike? Yeah, probably. Um, but those relationships that we've built over time, um, you know, having a having a you know a beer with with uh, Steve Matthews, or you know, um, you know, seeing other people from Primal, or you know, meeting up with the you know North American president of Bianchi, you know, things like that are were really special, and 
with without that little you know vehicle to you know facilitate those those types of things I, I think there's something missing in in our bike world now there was just too many people i don't think got enough out of it you know for whatever reason sure. you know there, there's you know if you read the postmortem on it you know there you know i mean how many people are pointing fingers at at some of the big boys having their own shows and those big bike manufacturers are are probably going to you know get get part of the blame but there's so much blame to 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 pass around um i don't think it's a simple solution like there will be a cabda that takes over because they're complete different shows in my in my estimation mm-hmm. but um and you found that out firsthand when you had conversations with cabda i mean our 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 ilk are not not welcome there you know, so um, so that it's not a simple replacement. Oh, let's just go to Cabda because no, we're not a bike retailer. Um, yeah. But how many bike retailers will there be in ten years from now? Right. Right. Um, yeah, I think there's. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, things have changed. I think people got to get in front of the uh, community. I think you got to get in front of your customers now, and I think that's the whole big. Uh, uh, key to uh, how these things change, and and uh, I think places, I, I think events like the Iowa Bike Expo are kind of lined up to uh, to you know fill in that spot. Um, sure, as long as we get uh, folks from the industry that want to come out, and and that's important. So, yeah, yep. yeah. Well, it's kind of we've often you know mentioned that some of the people in the industry don't don't give Iowa the love that it probably should be getting you know we see uh, some real great success with the Iowa bike Expo I mean let's let's face it mark I'm gonna blow I'm gonna blow the horn for you here or toot your own horn here we're pulling in more people at the Iowa bike Expo than some of the bigger expos like the Philly bike Expo which is a very big expo. Mm-hmm. You think about the number of people and the number of people from other states that come to the Iowa Bike Expo. It's a massive expo in the middle of winter when people start thinking about what is that new pink salsa I'm going to buy this year? You know, what sure. is that, you know, bar mitts or whatever the whatever that, that thing you're thinking about buying for the upcoming season? Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a lot of people buying, buying stuff or, or looking at stuff of what they're going to buy. So... So it's it's you know it, it's kind of shocking to me that we don't get more love out of the, out of that because it it really truly is one of the one of the top expos in the entire country. So if you replic if you take that and then on top of that you you got the Ragbri Expo which happens during the summer. Now it's a mm-hmm. little more difficult situation because there's a, a bunch of people that are you know they already have their bikes for the year but you know what there's people that come off ragbri and buy a new bike you know in that fall just like miss wyatt just did mm-hmm. um you know so there's there's no rhyme or reason of why you buy your bike at a certain time of year so so there's uh, you know there's a lot of good activity going on in the state of iowa it really does kick off with with the iowa bike expo and hopefully some of those people that might have fallen through the cracks that that don't have an inner bike or don't have you know some other show to go to hopefully they'll look at things like the iowa bike expo and the ragbri expo to maybe fill in some of those voids 
Yeah, I think I think you're exactly right, and I think it's different. I think, yeah, gone are the days of the the middle distributor that doesn't like to talk to customers. I think you gotta kind of cross train those folks, and I think it's all about being in front of customers now. Um, whatever channel that you're using, you got to be there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 So. Well, cool. Well, uh, let's see here. I know I did an interview this week. I actually dusted off the microphone. Besides doing hey, our, hey. our regular hosting duties, nice. uh, I I had a chat uh, down in San Antonio with, with our good buddy, Justin Hannigan, who runs Ends of the Earth Cycling. And okay. you might have you might have seen his team out there with Derek Reed and a couple others, Matt Miller and uh, his team uh, on Ragbri. They're doing some great mission work. Well, I just mm-hmm. got on the got on the horn with Justin. We just talked for a good half hour or so about just the the cool things that they're doing throughout the country, and and the types of programs that they're helping to fund along the way. So, real neat chat with with Justin. Just full of energy. This guy. He's uh, from my old stomping grounds down in Florida, and so you know, give a listen. To that that interview I did with Justin Hannigan. Well, this is TJ with the Just Go Bike Podcast, and with me today I've got a good friend, uh, Justin Hannigan from Ends of the Air Cycling, and we're going to get into what Justin's group is all about in just a little bit. But just to give you a slight background. I met Justin a couple of years back at what is known as the National Bicycle Tourism Conference. And Justin really stood out his enthusiasm about cycling and life combined. Just um, He just had that contagious like smile that you just wanted to go get to know this, this gentleman. And uh, proud to call him a friend. He's been on Ragbri several times. He's, he's been at our conference a few times. So welcome to the podcast, Justin. How you doing? Doing well, thanks. I'm I'm calling in from uh, Southwest Florida, and it is absolutely beautiful today, TJ. <laughs> so a little warmer than the 15 degrees that we're experiencing in Iowa is is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. You know how it is down here, and you know we've got a lot of snowbirds, a lot of people who come down from Iowa, and they like to ride their bicycles and clog up traffic. But uh, we're glad they're here. You know. Yep. No, that's, that's okay. They, they usually come back. Um, that's right. you know, cause it's summer. I, I remember growing up in South Florida and, you know, riding your bike in July and August in, in Florida can be a little rough. It is brutal. And, uh, <laughs> the more times that I do rag bry and the more times I meet the wonderful people of Iowa, I, I, I have been known to say, I cannot wait till I get old cause I can be a snowbird and uh, potentially live half the year in Iowa. I think that would be pretty stinking cool. Well, cool. Well, for people that don't know anything about what you guys are doing, uh, I, I often say that Ragbri is more than a bike ride. It's It's got a purpose. And I think the type of cycling that you're doing with Ends of the Air Cycling is a little bit more. So it's it's kind of, I, I kind of code it as cycling with a mission. And I don't know if that's uh, what you would exactly describe your group as. So why don't you give me your best description of what ends of the earth cycling is all about no i mean you you've hit the nail on the head we do have a mission we do have a purpose we are people of faith and uh for us we just absolutely love cycling i mean it it is a passion of mine it is a joy i I love uh riding fast in a pace line i love a a leisurely ride uh, along a boardwalk somewhere and and i know you do too and for us we want to do long distance bike rides that are impacting youth globally. And so we, 
we often tell people that we exist to promote and resource global youth ministries. So every one of our tours at Ends of the Earth Cycling has a global focus, a global story, and um, we we just uh, think cycling is a really cool avenue and a really cool tool to be able to tell a bigger story. Very cool. Well, give give me a little uh, background on yourself. I mean, when did when did you get into cycling? And you know, was it early age? When when did you all of a sudden say, "Hey, this is really cool"? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think I grew up, you know, like most kids uh, living in the suburbs. You would go over to your friend's house, knock on the door, and you really only had one question on your mind, and it was, "Do you want to ride bikes?" and they generally would say yes. And you didn't have a plan. You know, you're 10 years old, 12 years old. You're going to go out and build some sweet jumps and see how far you can go before your mom calls yeah. you home. I but, wanted to um, be evil Knievel too, you know, when I was growing that's up. That's right. You know, this is this is before Napoleon Dynamite came out. You know, <laughs> pegs, shocks, lucky. Yeah, you know? exactly. But, um, but that was my childhood. And then so I really had no interest in cycling through most of my uh, teen years, my 20s kind of fell away from cycling. And it wasn't until I moved to South Florida that I had a, a boss who actually challenged me to plan a charity bike ride. And, you know, he just comes with this very simple question, like, do you like cycling? I said, no, I have no interest in it at all. And this is back in 2011 before you and I met. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, he says, Justin, he says, we got all these youth pastors, all these guys in our city and they don't even know each other. They're not doing anything together. Let's let's get them together and, and ride bicycles, say, you know, maybe to Key West. And I looked at him and I was pretty new to Florida. I had only been living here for two or three months at that time. And I said, where's Key West? <laughs> he goes, it's 300 miles south of here. And I said, you are crazy. Nobody is going to want to do that. Mm. 300 mile bike ride was the furthest thing from my mind at that point. And um, fortunately, he kept pressing and kept telling me uh, about this particular ministry in Bulgaria that was working with young people. They were they were actually using cycling to reach young people. They were taking them out in the Radobi Mountains and doing adventure outings and camping overnight and all these things. And he says, Justin, you know, uh, we got to do something to help them. Every time they want to take youth out they have to turn some youth away. Are you okay with that? And I said, obviously I'm not. And he goes, well, why don't you do something about it? And I said, okay. So I, I reluctantly kind of came into cycling on accident. I started planning this first bike ride to Key West and TJ, I mean, you know, like I, I, I was, I was overweight. I had no interest in cycling. I wasn't athletic, but I had a purpose now. And so mm -hmm. I started calling, talking to guys, girls, I would tell them what I thought. And I didn't even really want to do it, but they all did. Like everybody was like, yeah, let's go. Let's do this thing. Very and cool. so <laughs> the, the Key West bike ride was born. So by default, you got into cycling to uh, kind of push your, your passion that was obviously being a, you know, a faith-based event at this point. And just because your boss said, hey, you know, what about doing the cycling event? You kind of reluctantly got into cycling, it sounds like. And, That's right. And, and now they can't keep you off the bike. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've come a long way from that, that first ride where, man, I remember getting out on this giant Yukon that was five or ten years old. And, and I told my wife, Karina, I said, I'm going to go as far as I can until I feel like I'm going to die. You know, I said, I'm just going to go out there and ride and I'm going to call you on a cell phone and I'm going to eventually need you to come pick me up wherever I am. 
And um, much, much to her surprise and my own, I only made it about 12 miles and I, I literally couldn't go any further. Yeah. Um, that's how out of shape I was. 12 miles was all I had in me. But the next time I rode, I went 13 miles. And the time after that, I went 14 miles. And I basically built up with this training in mind that I was going to ride 300 miles in five days. And now it's, I mean, regularly monthly centuries. I've done a couple of double centuries. And so my life, I think, is a testimony. And, I, and I'm not bragging. I'm saying humbly, um, my life is a testimony to, you know, first of all, the grace of God in my life. But second of all, cycling as a passion and and really the transformation. I mean, I, I, I've lost almost 60 pounds wow. through cycling. Good for you. Good for you. I, I've heard so many stories from people that when you ask them how they got into cycling, uh, it's typically either a life-changing moment or a, a goal that they set for themselves. Like I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to ride my bike across the state. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to ride uh, in this fundraising event because I really believe in this uh, cause that we're doing. And all of a sudden, somewhere along the way, they either love it or they hate it. And most people end up like catching that bug and that goal drives them because if you're just like hey i think i'm just gonna you know start cycling well you know it, it's different you might get that 13 14 mile ride in and they say okay i'm good i got i got up to 20 i'm good but when you're out there saying i need to be able to do 300 miles on my bike this is my goal and it drives you it pushes you and obviously something clicked in your head because you went from a self-described person that was kind of a catch potato, if you will, to someone that is screaming down the road on, on a bicycle. So I'm glad to hear it. Um, you know, we were just starting to get to know you before you were really catching the bug, which was which was kind of cool. And, you know, obviously I've seen that transformation in you just, you know, I, I would say you, you describe it as physically, but I, I'm sure mentally it's changed your life as well. Mentally, emotionally, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a new person. I think I have a new outlook on life. And, you know, one of the things, you know, you mentioned about it clicking in my head and, and it clicked in my heart, too. And Ragbri was a big part of that. I remember uh, just starting out my cycling journey anywhere I rode, any any little group ride I was on um, in a different state. I mean, eventually somebody somewhere would bring up Ragbri. And so whenever I hear five or six different people talk about the same thing, I, I get a, a sense like in my spirit, I'm like, I got to look that up. I got to figure mm -hmm. out what's going on. Why Why do these people that don't even know each other all mention to me Ragbri? What is Ragbri? And so when I first got introduced to it and, and found out what it was, I, I had to do my first Ragbri because I wanted to come and learn. I mean, I'm talking back in the 2013 days, so it's been a little while. Sure. I went as a learner, and I said, these guys are experts. I love the vision. I love the community of it. I love the vastness of it. Um, I, I love that it is, you know, consistently year after year, west to east, and um, different stopover towns. And so I went, basically, and, and I credit you, and, and I'm very thankful for you and for your event and how much it impacted me. Very cool. So that first year you did 2013, just starting to get into the activity of cycling or sport of cycling, if you will. 
What really stood out in your mind? You did that seven-day ride across the state. I mean, was there one or two just signature moments where you said, man, this is so cool? Is there just, just anything that really pops in your mind of that, man, this is just life-altering type type stuff here? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you two or three things. So the first thing was I had never been to Iowa, and I had rarely met a single person from Iowa. So I didn't know about the true hospitality that's found in Iowa. And so I was I was watching people open up their houses for people to use their shower. I was seeing uh, people fix meals for each other and uh, offering up tent camping on people's front lawns. And I was like, where am I? Because yeah. I grew up in Maryland and I had never really seen that. I hadn't necessarily seen it in Florida either. And so the hospitality was one of the first things that stood out to me. Cool. The Century Day, the Century Option, the Karis Loop with the patch, meeting John Karis, that to me was so special, uh, TJ. That stood out to me. Like It just was something that I was like, I was so new to cycling that I, even riding 100 miles was still very intimidating to me. And I remember receiving my patch and I remember seeing hundreds of other people get their patch and do that Century Loop that we literally stole that idea from you guys. And immediately, the very next tour we hosted, we started having a century day option and having a century patch. Very cool. Very cool. Well, you know, it's it's funny. You know, it, it's almost like a ministry of its own, the entire uh, Iowa experience. And, uh, you know, I, yes. I, I get notes from people said, if the world was more like Ragbri, it would be a better place. And, yes. and I, I, I take that to heart because I, I do think – the hospitality is at a whole different level and, and and it's just it's just kindness and and it's exemplified that week of ragbri i think people are generally good all over the world but when we get to the midwest i think people go out of their way to show that that just random acts of kindness and or opening up their front porch or opening up their church and letting people you know lay down in the church pew uh you know that's not being used I, I just think there's so many great things that happened that week and i'm glad that you got to experience some of those firsthand it was it was really for us a point where we said we need to come back here we want to impact uh this tour ourselves we want to serve ragbri we want to partner with ragbri and so for me, that was a pursuit that was part of an even bigger pursuit, which was with Ends of the Earth Cycling, we want to host tours in all 50 states. That's that's a big goal for us. Sure. We want to raise a million dollars for youth ministries around the world. And when you don't know anyone in a particular state, it's really hard to host a tour there. But through Ragbri and through the 46 years of experience, through the party planning, you know, party that you guys do where you announce the route, it was like, wait a minute, we can actually bring a team of cyclists from across the country to an already established ride. We can do what we do in the midst of that, which is pray, pedal, repeat, which is, you know, hosting the evening services. Mm -hmm. But you guys planned the route. You guys had the police presence. You guys had all the safety pieces in place that are usually such a burden to us that, to be honest with you, I think the Iowa bike ride for us last year on Ragbri was one of the easiest ones for us to do. The less, the less, the less stress, the better, mm -hmm. you know. And it was like, hold on a second, like there, there might be something to this idea that ends of the earth cycling can come alongside of these already big established tours. Very cool. Well, talk about 
you, you know, first of all, you, you had that experience in 2013. You're, you went back, your mind is clicking, you've got tours all over the world. For you to come back and do, you know, part two of RAGBRAI in your experience as a team for NZ of the Earth, tell, the, tell our listeners what that mission was when you came together as a team this past year. Yeah, it, it really all came together when you and I were sitting in St. Pete Beach eating some delicious sea, seafood. Not hey, trying to make anybody. Hey, don't jealous. tell don't tell people that they think I work hard in, here in the Midwest, and you know, <laughs> so don't be telling all my secrets now. All, all right? your business is out right. there, bro. I, I saw you putting down this Peony right. shrimp. Yep. But uh, but now we were we were sitting there, and you had said something to me, which was part of a bigger conversation that I had started with you years prior. And you used the word family friendly and you talked about, you know, Justin, what, what can we do for families? You know, and so that was my heartbeat was we want to come on RAGBRAI. We want to have something for, for people that bring their kids, um, people of faith, people that, you know, they, maybe, maybe they're exhausted at the end of the day, but they want some refreshment and we want to provide that for them. You know, I love RAGBRAI. Um, I love the bands that play in the evenings, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, I, and I still go check those things out. But I also wanted to provide something for families that was was an alternative. So you give them some refreshment and some spiritual refreshment, if I'm getting you right. That's right. So we would we would open up with three or four songs of our own and we would say to people, hey, you know, who wants to come up and share a story? Who has a testimony from today? And the stories that we heard energized us refreshed us encouraged us and these were people that we had never even met before and um i'll just tell you one real quick uh, sure. a lady came up and she says um i lost my wallet at the beginning of the day and so i was really upset and i was gonna cancel all my credit cards but i just i just rode today and you know i didn't i didn't have any cash on me i didn't have my credit card and everything and I, and i was just having a rough day with the fact that i had lost my wallet and we're like, okay, so what'd you do? You know, I'm interviewing her in front of the crowd and everything. And she says, well, I just prayed about it and I kept on riding. And um, by the time I got back to my tent, and I think she was using one of the uh, charter services, she, she told me, she said she opened up her tent, she unzipped her tent, and there was her wallet hmm. sitting in her tent on her pillow. And it had been delivered by somebody on RAGBRAI, found her wallet, gave it to, I, I suppose, a sheriff's deputy or someone. They went through it. They found her charter card that said specifically what, I don't know if she was with Pork Bellies or what, what group she was mm -hmm. with, but it had her name, her tent info. That sheriff or whoever it was took it to the charter company. They figured out what tent was hers. So she's going through the whole day completely just downtrodden. Like, you know how it is to lose a wallet. I mean, sure. it's heartbreaking. But then she comes to our service and testifies. And, and, and I mean, these are her words, not mine. She says, God is so good. I got my wallet back. There still are good people out there who could have taken. Nothing was missing. No credit cards. No cash was missing. And I'm listening to her story. And, and I'm just like, man, this this energizes and encourages me. Sure. Wow. You know, I, I hear stories like that all the time and I never get tired of them. I mean, there are there are so many good people out there, um, and and it's great to hear that you know, and and you know, to stand up in front of a, a crowd of people and and just repeat that story. 
And if that energizes you, you know, get the next person up there because you know what, there's a whole lot of energy that's that's going on that entire week, and I, and I'm sure it was just countless experience after experience that really recharged you know your faith in people, and I I think that's the greater good of rag race, not just a bike ride. It's not just hey, you know, we're gonna ride and get some you know get a nice spaghetti dinner at a church or something like that. It's it's meeting people. It's, it's sharing, you know, you know, breaking bread with them, sharing stories, um, you know, lifting them up when they're down. I mean, all that kind of stuff that if, if you just sit back and, and don't come on events like this, you, you don't get those experiences. So I'm, I'm glad you gave people an out, you know, an outlet to come and share those experiences because, you know, I, I doubt she gets that same experience if she just sat down at her tent and just kept that to herself. So it's good exactly. that she shared that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So tell me some other stuff that happened. It's it's a full week of rag, but I know your head's probably spinning when you came off that week. But um, tell us a little bit about your team and you know what what their mission was for each day. Yeah, I mean we kind of had like a smaller team, and so you know we had um, twenty two of us out there, and we went buddy system. We we stayed two by two. And our goal was to encourage people to ride alongside, learn their story. Um, but we were riding for the youth of Mexico. And so our friends were hosting a, a sports camp called Mission Sports Camps uh, down in Cuernavaca, Mexico. And what was really cool, TJ, was their camp was the exact same days as Rag Bride. Oh, cool. And so the students, the high school students down there, are they're going and they're learning um, about sports. They're playing sports. They're exercising. They're exercising their faith. Um, they have guest speakers and singing and things going on. And so for us, we each of our cyclists that came on Ragbri had a fundraising goal of $1,000 that they were going to raise for the youth of Mexico. So not only did we ride Ragbri and enjoy the fellowship and the community with the Ragbri community, we also were focusing on Mexico and pointing our attention there. Awesome. Awesome. And for for me, like I I remember a time back in 2005 where my wife came to me and she says, you know, hon, uh, we're going to go to Mexico. And I, I said, why would anyone go to Mexico? I said, Karina, uh, those people don't like us. They got that Montezuma's revenge. You know, I was I had a lot of prejudice in my heart. And um, I said in 2005 to my wife, I said, I will never go to Mexico. And since I said that, I've been there over 15 times. Wow. And so here I get the chance to ride rag Bry, something I love. I get the chance to pray for youth in Mexico, to tell their story, uh, to raise funds for them so that more kids can get scholarships and come to the sports camp. And I'm just saying there's no coincidence that it was the same days as rag Bry. And um, that's why every year, every tour we do, wherever we're riding, we're always riding for a cause. We're always telling somebody else's story and just using cycling as a vehicle to do that. Yeah. You know, I, I, I kind of chuckle because occasionally we'll get the person that'll say, oh, you know, Ragbri is just a bunch of, you know, drunks out there or something like that. And here's the story. 22 individuals that come together to do some just greater good and helping out scholarships in Mexico to send kids to youth sports camps, you know, and, and if that doesn't get you going, I, I don't know what does. It's not just 
hey, we're we're just going to do a bike ride for fun. There's 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 so much greater meaning going on during that week, and sometimes you have to peel back a few of those layers to understand all that. So I'm glad we're giving you this opportunity to talk a little bit about some of the great stuff that you've done uh, on our ride. And, and I know it's not just on our ride; you're doing it, you know, throughout the world and in other places, not just Iowa. And uh, I, I know it might be, you know, one of your um, top experiences of the year when you come do the event in Iowa. But, you know, it, it, it's amazing what you can do when you set your mind to it and say, hey, you know what, we're going we're gonna to cycle for this cause. And I'm just glad you can come on and just talk a little bit about some of those experiences, Justin. Well, I mean, for me, being there on Ragbri, I was asking the question, are we the only group that's doing this? And every day, TJ, I think I met another group sure. that was riding for a different cause. Like yeah. I, I met these guys, their, their jersey said, man up. And I'm like, man up. Like, that sounds something I can get excited about. So I went up to them and I said, what the heck is man up? Tell me about that. They're like, well, we're riding for orphans. We're riding for adoption. You know, they had this big cause. And then I see them and they tell me all about it. And I'm like, that's cool. See you guys later. Yep. Little did I know that that later, later that night when we arrived at the same church that they were staying at and we got to hang out with those guys all evening. And then the next day I meet another group that's riding for a cause. And the next day, and I'm like, man, how cool is this that, it's not just about cycling. Yep. Yeah. Someone said it's not just about the bike, you know, in a, in a book many years ago. And I, I take those words to heart because I, I do believe that um, it, it's not just about, oh, you know, I, I'm going to see, you know, what kind of miles per hour I can get or, you know, how much, how much of this or how quick I could ride, you know, but hey, what, what can I do in addition to that? And, you know, there are people that get off that bike and they help at, you know, you know, wash dishes at a church or, hey, you know what, we'll put away the tables, um, you know, or, or anything like that. And, and there's so much of that fundraising, good fundraising going on during the week of Ragbri. I mean, there's there's bands that are, you know, trying to raise funds for new uniforms. There's churches that are looking to put a new roof over their heads. I mean, there's so much of that cool stuff going on. And I'm I'm just happy as as Ragbri that we can we can help the deliver some of those goals to people as they're, you know, trying to get that new roof or, or, or it's not even about, you know, raising funds. Sometimes it's just uplifting people that, that need that little extra. And I've heard so many of those stories. It's not just about that type of cause, but you know, you, you hear the story of, you know, the, uh, a recent divorcee or someone that just lost a loved one and they were just looking for something good in their life and they come out on our event and they'll run into someone that lifts them up like yourself or, or some of the other members of your team that we've met and just that encouraging word or, or giving them that extra encouragement to get up that hill or, you know, anything along that line, I, I think just lifts up people. And I, I see it every day on Ragbri and, and as people like yourself or other people out there for the right causes that helps make that experience better for everyone. Yeah, I think what I appreciate about this whole conversation is that the impact is not quantifiable. We cannot necessarily say, you know, you know, this many people were impacted or this amount of dollars was raised. But I will tell you, like when we look at 2019 and the tours that we're putting on, we're doing our eighth annual Key West bike ride in March. The very first person to sign up the day that we open registration and, and this is the first time you're even hearing this. I've never had a chance to tell you right on her application. How did you hear about ends of the earth cycling? And she wrote, I met one of your people on Ragbri. Yeah, that's great. And I'm like, come on. 
we are doing a Belize bike ride in February. Two, two people signed up, a, a husband and wife, right on their application. How did you find out about our Belize bike ride with Ends of the Earth? And they said, we met some of your riders on Ragbri. Oh, and I'm like, awesome. mission accomplished. You know, we got to go out there and serve, but we also got the word out there that there are other cycling events that people can get involved in. And we're coming back to Ragbri in 2019. We're riding for the youth of Poland. Cool. We're bringing a team again. We hope to double the size of our team from Poland. And, awesome. uh, you know, we're, we're excited to, to keep the partnership rolling. Well, I'm half Polish, so I, I appreciate the, the notion, you know, so, um, you know, our, <laughs> our, uh, you know, ancestors are back there with big smiles on their faces that they raised <laughs> us. Right. So very cool. Very cool. And what's the program over there in Poland that you're, you're doing so this mission this- work for? This particular mission is called Graceland Ministries, and they are tutoring kids after school. They're helping them with their homework. They're teaching them English. Um, Super cool ministry. I'm just personally learning a little bit more about it myself, but um, we've connected with them, done a couple Skype interviews over the phone, and we're we're putting together a package right now where we're going to help our cyclists to be able to tell their story as accurately as possible. Oh, very cool. Very cool. So tell us a little bit about some of the other bike tours. You mentioned the Key West one, which which was kind of your your jumping in point. Um, what other tours are you have planned for 2019? Yeah, 2019, we're starting out with a Belize ride, and that's um, a ride that's going to be 200 miles in um, Belize. We're riding for the youth of, of a, a ministry called Freedom House that's actually helping young men that have previously been incarcerated. They've paid their debt to society. And so I was down there last February looking for who we might be able to help out and really caught the vision that we were actually supposed to ride there. And so that's coming up in February. We've got, um, of course, Ragbri. We're working on a Minnesota-Wisconsin tour that's going to be in August of next year. Um, We're going to hop on uh, Bragg with Franklin, the guys that bicycle ride across Georgia. And um, that's the first week of June. We're going to hook up with them. And we're working on a Tennessee tour that we're going to branch out into Arkansas and Missouri and Kentucky. We're trying, TJ, to ride in all 50 states. And currently, we're sitting at 24. So we're just shy of halfway there. All right. Well, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that, you know, we can help kind of spread the love a little bit. You know, it's almost like that Johnny Appleseed mentality. You know, you, you come across quite a few people at a, an event like Ragbri or an event like Brag, any any of those events where you've got people from literally all over the world that are coming on these, you know, massive events. And, you know, I I, it hard, I feel great to, to hear that, hey, they met, you know, some of the individuals on Ragbri. I know I've met some of, some of the folks that ride with you. Um, um, you know, I've met Matt and I met Derek over the years. Um, um, obviously, I met your wife Karina uh, as well. So everyone that I've come across are just just wonderful people. And anyone that's you know spends a mile or two with any of those folks, they're gonna they're gonna feel real good about what you're doing and want to get involved. So just keep spreading the love, and I'm, and I'm sure your your mission is gonna grow. And I guess you got 26 states to pick up somewhere around there. And uh, I, I'm sure it won't be long before, you know, you, you've got that word going in, in all 50 of them. Hey, people keep asking me about Hawaii and Alaska, and I, I literally just shrug my shoulders. I'm like, I have no idea how uh, or when, but we're going to try to get TJ to come to Hawaii we, or Alaska with You us. know, 
we're doing a family <laughs> vacay there. We, my wife and I went there for our honeymoon, and we we're talking about going there next summer post drag brine. So I might do a little scouting mission for you, and maybe there maybe I'll get, get get the energy to come back and do do a ride with you as well. Because I, I, I really love Hawaii, you know. And uh, you know when you're when you live in Iowa in February, you really love Hawaii. Yes. <laughs> well, well, cool. So you've got the holidays coming up. I mean, this this is going to air right before before Christmas. Um, you're still riding your bike out on the road and all that good stuff down down in Florida. While we've got some white stuff already uh, all around us. Um, you got any tours the rest of this year, or you just kind of uh, got other things on your plate? Um, the rest of this year, we are laying low, we're planning, we're marketing, we're strategizing, we're trying to get ramped up for 2019. But uh, if anybody ever comes to South Florida, Fort Myers, uh, look me up, look up Ends of the Earth Cycling. We'd love to show you our city. We'd love to take you out to Sanibel and ride the causeway and show you the beaches. Um, you know, just hit up Ends of the Earth Cycling, hit me up. Justin Hannigan, I would I would love to show people around, man. It's 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 a really nice time to ride down here, December through February. Very cool, and we'll make sure we get that website up so people know how to tune in. Uh, I know you also have come to the Ragbri Expo um, leading up to Ragbri, and and you know just talking to different people. I know you had an ad in our, our book and stuff like that, so we'll make sure we spread the word about how to get in touch with you. And can anyone that wanted to join the team for Ragbri or any other events they just sign up that way or what's what's the exactly. call exactly yeah so um ncycling.com that's endscycling.com slash tours you can see all the the tours we're going to be on in 2019 and then what we're asking people to do is when they sign up at ragbride.com they um they can put in ends of the earth cycling as their team and come and join us you get the full uh end cycling kit jersey and everything but you get that concierge service as well where we're taking your your stuff from one city to another and uh, helping to feed you and take care of you in that way. So we're, uh, we're looking forward to 2019. It's going to be a special year. It's going to be great being back on Ragbri. I saw the logo and I saw the Jersey and I already pre-ordered mine. It, it looks absolutely fresh. I can't wait to wear it. So very cool. Very cool. Well, Hey, wish you the best of luck with all your tours, you know, make, make sure they're, you know, safe, obviously is our first biggest concern. We want people to get back to their loved ones. Um, but you know what, if you can, you know, do, do these causes that you're doing all throughout the world. I mean, when you're going from, you know, Belize to Poland, uh, Fort Myers, where, wherever the, the spreading the goodness is, uh, just keep up that stuff because, you know, it's more than just about being a bike ride. It's more than just, you know, getting out and, you know, feeling the wind in your uh across your across your body as you're cruising down the road but you know there's a lot of goodness out there i know when you're on the bike in in iowa hopefully they're they're showing you the love and you know what when you're able to do those things and raise some funds for some some youth all over the world those are things that we want to talk about. Those are things that on this podcast where we want to just let people know that, hey, there's a lot of good going on out there. So keep up the good work, you and your team. Uh, I wish you the best of luck in, in 2019. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for the encouragement. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for the love. And uh, Merry Christmas to you and, and happy holidays to everybody out there listening. All right. Merry Christmas to you. I know your kids are probably excited. I know you've got a, a big yes. family down there. And, and what is it, five five children somewhere around there? Five now? children. All right. Yeah. I'm sure they're keeping <laughs> you busy as well. So, all yes, right. Sir. Thanks for coming on, Justin. 
Well, howdy, folks. This is Andrea, and this would be Parrot Talk. I am excited to be parrot talking with you for almost the hundredth time. Although, I guess I don't parrot talk every week, so I haven't done an exact count, but guess what? It's close to 100 parrot talks. So, excited about that. Excited about our 100th Just Go Bike extravaganza that's coming up in January. Now, annoyingly, I can't give you any more details about that, uh, but let me just tell you, we got a couple surprises lined up for you, some fun times lined up for you, and there just might be a little parrot talking. So stay tuned on that topic. Um, yeah, I can't believe it. It seems like we only just started this podcast the other day, just down the hall from Parrot Talk Studios, when Parrot Talk was just a um, twinkle in my eye. But you know, here we've come. I'm not. I can't say that Parrot Talks have necessarily gotten any better, but you know what? We have a lot more fun than I used to because I'm not nervous anymore. So there's that. Anyway, so let's get down to business. Today I came here to talk to you. This is my last Parrot Talk of 2018. So get ready for that. Um, And it's not even a question that someone asked me. It's just something I want to talk about, which is the 2019 Ragbri Guess the Route contest. Um, As long as there have been Ragbris, and this is going to be our 47th Ragbri, people have speculated about where the route's going to go. Ever since the first Ragbri that wasn't even called Ragbri, people have thought, where are we going to go next year? And tried to be the one who figured it out before the mastermind of it all announces the route. And the announcement of the route hasn't always been such a big extravaganza as it is today. We've kind of built that up over the years as excitement has grown for what communities we're going to visit, who, where, what, what part of the state, why, will it be east to west, will it be west to east? Let me tell you right now, it's going to be west to east. But it could be north to south, could be south to north, could be a spiral. We don't know. Um, Guess what? They don't tell me because... And for good reason, because I would be blabbing about it here on Parrot Talk. So, you know, know your strengths. Um, so, yeah, the contest is now running. You can find it on ragbri.com. It's probably the second or third blog post at this point, uh, depending on whether or not I've made a post about this recent Just Go Bike episode. So, you know, just look for it under the blog section. It'll be there. Or alternately, you could just Google Ragbri Guess the Route Contest and bam, it'll be the first result right there. So essentially, you just go in and you select the eight towns that you think will be on Ragbri and then you just await the glory of guessing all the towns correctly. Now, I should tell you that the last time someone guessed all eight towns correctly was 2019 or 2009. It was 2009. So it was a decade ago since someone guessed all eight towns correctly. Last year, the winner guessed six towns correctly, but they were an anomaly. And most people only guessed two or three towns. So TJ's getting better at throwing people for loops. And I will say that over time, like as we get closer to our 50th ride, this is in 2019, we're going to have our 47th ride. And as we get closer to the big 5-0, the... Patterns have been a little bit more more difficult to guess because we're not quite going by that same every five years philosophy because we don't want we don't want someone who is participating in Ragbri of forty seven to feel like they don't have a shot at being a town on the Ragbri fiftieth route. So we want everyone to be included. I have no idea what the fiftieth route is going to be, so don't even don't even go there. Although I would speculate with you if you care to chit chat. Um, 
so anyway, so guess the towns that you think are going to be on the ride. Um, the only ones that are probably out the window are the, the towns that we just visited in 2018. So maybe don't pick Iowa City, even though I would love for that to be on the route, TJ. <laughs> so anyway, so you guess the towns. Um, in January, I will select the winners and the winner, winner chicken dinner, wins $100 of RAGBRAI merchandise. Heck yes. Uh, so you can either redeem that. I'll make you a coupon code for our web store, or I will make you a physical coupon to use on the ride, or I will split it for you. So it is up to you. If you're the winner, the world goes your way. So second place gets 80 bucks and third place gets $60. So that's still a pretty good deal. And last year, the second and third place winners only guessed about three or four towns. So it's not even as big of a lift. Less glory, less of a prize, but still glorious nonetheless. So um, I challenge you to come up with uh, eight overnight towns of RAGBRAI XL VII, or 47, as most people would say. Um, so start get your brains thinking, start talking about it, come up with a plan. Uh, the, usually the contest closes sometime in mid-January before the route announcement, I think. It might say that on the website, so you'll have to check into that, but I would say sooner than later. Um, cause you want to be the first one with the glory, you know? So, all right, this has been a great parrot talk. That's all I got to say about the guess the route contest. Um, enter. I already entered. I'm not gonna tell you my towns because I want to win. So, uh, 2019 is going to be a great year of parrot talks. If you have any questions you want me to answer, or if you have any topics you'd like me to talk about, you can go ahead and squawk at me at ragbri underscore Andrea at Twitter or just go bike podcast at gmail.com. Or you can also always message us on Facebook or Instagram at just go bike. Um, love to hear from you. Um, I know there've been a couple of requests for reviews of specific trails around Iowa. So Murph and I might be doing a road trip. Who knows? Um, we'll see what the year brings and I hope you all have a happy holidays, whatever that means to you. Um, and a great new year and I will squawk at you in 2019. And before I go, almost forgot, I would like to do a quick shout out to uh, Johnny T and the rest of the world famous Bic crew. And I say world famous because Johnny T is in Asia right now. So what's up? I will see you soon. Rock. Hey, we've come to the end of another edition of the Just Go Bike podcast. And appreciate you tuning in again on all those fine purveyors of podcastry from Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, you know, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks for tuning in. And hopefully you're listening, bright, you know, nice and clear. And because you want to hear about all those great tales of the Ragbri Nation and the bike nation and bike world throughout throughout our great country. So those tales couldn't be possible without some amazing sponsors. And Mark, who are our sponsors for the Jisco Bike Podcast? Think Iowa City and its curious surrounding communities. Host of the 100th edition of the Jisco Bike Podcast coming up here on January 10th. Bikes yeah. to You, one of the best bike shop charters. Ragbri uh, Charter Bike Shop uh, Outfitter out of Grinnell, Iowa. Go visit Craig and April Cooper and see what they got. And then finally, Primal Wear. If you're shopping for custom bike jerseys, shorts, apparel, um, 
Primalware is the go-to source. Visit Primalware.com. Awesome. Thanks for that, Mark. All right. Well, you know what? We are creeping ever close to Christmas time, the end of the year, the new year. And then right after we turn that calendar over, 26 days until the Iowa Bike Expo and the Rad Announcement Party, 25 days to the Iowa Bike Summit. So, you know, that's that's not very long. Ouch. We're talking three. Scaring the three, heck out of me. I got a three, lot of work to do. That's like three weeks when we come back. So, yeah, we better <laughs> oh, we better figure out this route. I better I yeah. better start thinking about that a little bit yeah, more. No and uh, but hey, you know what? Um, it's it's fun this time of year, and um, we get to recharge a little bit. Go see some friends. Go see some family. Uh, go get a new new bike that you can go out and ride the gravel. But it's all good. So, yeah. uh, any words to leave our listeners with today, Mark? Just because you think you're going to the bike shop for a pair of sunglasses doesn't mean that's the only thing you're going to take home. Keep that in mind. Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer.